Welcome back to week four of the Saturday Smoke podcast. We are excited to be back with you all talking about week two of the college football uh, start of the season. Um, let's go ahead and recap some of the things that we w- worked with last week. Uh, Jensen, your parlay was was interesting. Uh, there was certainly some things that uh, that looked good. Let's let's go over it a little bit. Uh, what, what do you got first? Pretty pretty good for just straight up picks, but yeah. As a parlay, it's kind of tough. Yeah. So first pick, we had Notre Dame minus seven and a half. That one won. Notre Dame's looked real solid so mm-hmm. far. Um, next it. Texas A&M minus four. Um, that was a tough beat. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that game coming up. That was an interesting uh, uh, show-off game for Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah, and then uh, Nebraska-Colorado under 59.5. That was a good call. Um, yeah, so that was an easy win. Oregon minus 6.5. The Bo Nix train keeps on rolling. That was a win. Uh, and a pretty fun game. Um, and then... Yeah, it got kind of hairy there. Yeah. And then UCF minus three and a half was a loser, um, but just barely. I think you're you're definitely showing... That's back-to-back three and five weeks, or three and two weeks, right? Yeah. That's that's a decent, decent stretch. Yeah. So on the season, you're nine for 17 so far. It's about 53%. So that's... It's not terrible. Yeah. It's not terrible. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> don't parlay. Don't listen to Jensen. No matter <laughs> no matter how much he wants to convince yeah. you, just just do it just straight. Bet just just bet, bet it straight. Yeah. Don't don't parlay him, but don't fade me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe parlay a little bit, but then also <laughs> sprinkle in sprinkle yeah. in a little parlay. Yeah. Uh, Jensen will definitely be convincing you later on uh, <laughs> on his parlay. Um. But you know, this is a cheery podcast for me. Um, great things happened in the uh, in Longhorn Nation this weekend. Uh, Xavier Worthy caught a touchdown right in front of uh, Matthew McConaughey, and I think Matthew McConaughey wanted him to hug him for a second. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, what did you guys before I get on my big uh, big horse about uh, about Texas? Uh, what do you guys have to take out of this game, Texas Alabama? I personally think that if Xavier Worthy could catch a little bit better than they. Could have won by twenty. He, he did. He did drop two touchdowns. But if you're Texas, that was everything you could ask for in a game. I mean, oh you, my god, yeah. You came in like every, everyone picked this game to be Texas because of last year, and Quinn Ewers came in. He, I don't think he was a world beater. He wasn't like great. Yeah. yeah. But he did. He did enough, and he he played a lot better than. Jalen Milrow did. Jalen Milrow missed some passes, made a lot of mistakes, and has us thinking, does Alabama have legitimate QB issues, which I think they do. I think paired with the offensive line issues that they have, Jalen Milrow was kind of running for his life. Yeah. What Was that also Texas's defensive Texas's line? Texas's defense is, is very drastically good. improved. Very good. Um. But yeah, Jalen Milrow, he had a few throws that were pretty awesome, like his touchdown. He's, he's a talented um, guy, man. He's got a great arm. That forty-four yard touchdown pass to Xavier Worthy, I've never seen a ball thrown higher in my life. Yeah, that was insane. How high and that ball was. And then he threw down. another moonshot right after that. Yeah, no, he he yeah, was, was he was throwing at the sky, and they were just falling in. 
did two really great throws, which Quinn Ewers, I saw a stat that those were his first passes, touchdown passes that went over 30 yards in the air. Like, he hasn't really been known for those longer bombs, and he made them when he needed to make them against Alabama. So that, Which is weird because we've been watching videos of him do that since he was 15 years old. Right. So it's like, yeah, it's, but, it's pretty crazy that that stat is true. Yeah, but he, Texas has dogs, man. The, that talent gap that Alabama had over everyone, it, especially in skill yeah. positions, it's it's not quite there. And we're, we're kind of seeing an evening out of this whole top part of college football, which is, I, I think it's great. I think it's fun. One There's thing a that lot I of really good receivers in college football right now. Definitely. One thing that I saw with this game that really frustrated me, and me and Cameron watching it together. The the screens and the bubble screens that the Texas was trying to put out was just atrocious to start the game off. Mm-hmm. Like they could barely get past the line, um, and it all is because of. I mean, the the running backs aren't necessarily down. Like they they certainly no, are worse than not, last year. Yeah, they're not Bijan, but they still had a decent time with it. But. In the first half, it yeah. was non-existent. Um, the second half is where they really started. Like Jonathan Brooks gets a touchdown, I think, in the second half as well. Um, one thing that I would talk about is, yeah, that that defensive line linebacker area mm-hmm. there. Anthony Hill, um, yep. the freshman there, is unbelievable. He's a freak. He's a that freak. dude is so quick. Um, it was in the backfield basically on every single play. And then Ethan Burke, uh, 91 there. He he was definitely you know pushing that offensive line for Alabama all night long. He I think he only ended up with one sack, but ninety one was always in there. Um, and, and this was an Alabama offensive line that was crazy hyped up before the season. And I don't know they yeah, they haven't worked well, as a group as well as everyone thought they were gonna. They're just big guys. I I'm just not seeing like like I I know that they're talented, but I this is. This is not the best coached Alabama team that I've seen. No, no, definitely not. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, we might talk about it later, but I wonder if a certain uh, Baylor coach might be coming to be a, a coordinator there soon. We'll see. Um, yeah, with Texas, like the receivers straight down the line are fantastic. I mean, they, they certainly had drops, uh, uh, quite a bit of drops. And that was honestly like the talk of both NFL and college football all weekend long were the atrocious drops. Um, but Jordan Whittington got some play as well. Um, Adonai Mitchell was sure handed, uh, throughout the night with, with the long touchdown there. And he, and he picked up a seven yarder as well. Um, We'll talk about Jatavian Sanders late uh, later. Um, that's my guy. That man, he he is going to make some noise in the NFL. I I'm super excited for him. Um, but yeah, Quinn Ewers did the job. Three forty nine, three touchdowns, um, an eighty nine QBR. Um, in terms of, I think that's the ESPN QBR that they're doing. Um, so really good game out of him so far. Um, this like I, I've said it every week. This was going to be the test for Texas. And they pass with flying colors. I think uh, I don't think it could be less than an A for them. Um, they they I think they could have won by you know twenty, but you know we'll we'll, we'll take a win in Tuscaloosa any way we can. Um, the only real tests coming up are, are Oklahoma and 
I mean, I know Iowa State lost, but we always have a tough time, you know, uh, playing with 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 those Cyclones. So I'm feeling pretty good about Texas right now. Uh, I can't lie. Yeah, it's, it's hard not to, for sure. You better watch out for those Cyclones. That's your Aaron Rodgers Achilles heel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move to the next game, which actually I saw today got just as many viewers as the Texas-Alabama game, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, Colorado-Nebraska. Um, Jensen, what do you got on this Colorado-Nebraska game? Um, I would say Nebraska is 10 times worse yeah. than Colorado is good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I see what That's you're an interesting ratio. I, I think... Actually, I know Jeff Sims is the worst quarterback in the Big Ten. I don't, I don't think that's a question. It's crazy. He was the, such a hot commodity coming into that transfer portal. Would you say that he was probably a top four transfer? Like, I mean, obviously not now, but like yeah, going yeah, into the portal. Sam Hartman. Yeah. DJ. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I. I would say top four, probably. Like just because of the tools that he showed, um, yeah, no, it's it, it's getting embarrassing, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, he only had one good play, and that that is what kept him basically afloat in he, the whole game. He's he a that, he's a turnover super long run. He's a turnover machine right now. It's it's kind of annoying with Colorado right now, though. I'm I'm already so sick of him. And and I would I was one of the ones advocating for them before the season. I don't know why people are so surprised by this. Like we knew Shador yeah. was good. We knew Travis Hunter was amazing. And now everyone's acting like like people were down on them and I I mm-hmm. never knew why from the beginning. I you knew TCU was gonna be down. I never understood the four and a half because it was a four and a half win total right yeah. at the beginning of the season. Yeah. That's and what now you UConn at the beginning of a season. Right. I know Colorado's been down for years, but I mean, there's there's a little pep in their step now. Yeah, and now they're looking at. I mean, a good season for them right now would be nine wins. It will be tough once they start playing. That it's been the talk of the season. The Pac-12 is good, and their dying breath. The Pac-12 is very good. So I know (laughs) these teams will beat up on each other later in the season. But Shadur's, how many touchdowns does he have so far? He's got like 12 touchdowns already or something. He Or nine, I don't fucking know. But he he looks good. Yeah, six touchdowns so far. Okay. 903 yards. 903 yards. Um, They were able to, they didn't have to play Travis Hunter for 140 snaps, so that's always good. But, yeah, I think... I think they're kind of rolling for a bit here. They play Oregon and on September 23rd, and that's that's when we'll kind of really figure out what they got here. Yeah. So two two notes on on Colorado is they 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 need to stop giving up explosive plays. Yeah. That is that is one thing that's killing them right now. Um, and I know that those are probably later in the game plays, but but still, I mean, teams like Oregon and and UCLA could hang sixty on them, you know. 
with with bigger receivers, bigger players. Like Nebraska doesn't have the dudes on offense at all. Yeah, I mean, like like you said, that that fifty-seven yard run ended up it was it was a thirteen to seven game after that. that. So that was it. Yeah, yeah. And then um, also on offense, they do they are susceptible to like havoc plays. Yeah. Um. Which that that comes down to offensive line a lot of the time. So. I could see their offensive line being a problem at some point in this season. If they they're not very deep at all, if they have any injuries, they're gonna things could change a little bit for them. Yeah, but they're a lot of fun right now. Shadur also he he holds on to the ball for a very long time, so with a real line coming after him, that could get scary. You do gotta yeah. wonder if they get smacked in the mouth at Oregon. Same thing at USC. Does it all just crumble from there? You know, um, they're they're in a place where they they after this weekend, most of their games are tough. I mean, Arizona State played a tough game. Uh, Stanford's nothing, yeah. um, and Arizona's nothing. But beyond that, Oregon, USC, UCLA, Oregon State. Um, Washington State and Utah, like, yeah, that's a gauntlet, absolute gauntlet. Pac-12, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, let's move on to Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, NC State. I thought this was going to be way closer than it ended up being, but Sam Hartman put in some work. Yeah, man, he is. Uh, he should be shooting up in the Heisman, pretty good. He is. He's playing pretty well, man. Yeah, they, he'll have this. He'll have the after, stats. At, oh, for sure. Because you need you need to have big stats if you're going to be in Heisman talks. And I don't know the way Notre Dame is. I could definitely see him being up there at the end of the year. Um, but they they haven't missed a beat yet. They they played this. This was should have been a tougher game and. They didn't. They didn't miss yeah. a beat. I mean, I was I was a little worried for them after the the delay. Um, to see yeah. What happens? I mean, because NC State, they might be down this year a little bit, but they're still always a weird team that always like beats at least one team that they shouldn't beat. Right. Yeah, and Brennan Armstrong <laughs> wasn't great. Um, twenty two for forty seven. He had two sixty and two touchdowns, but he had three interceptions. So, this is one of the weirder schedules yeah. for Notre Dame that I've seen. Um, they got Central Michigan coming up this week, and then they have Ohio State next week. Yeah, does that happen often? That doesn't seem like it's that often of well, a game for them. Yeah, uh, they. I don't know if they have more of these plans or how it's going to work with um, conference realignment. realignment. But like they did this with Michigan, where they agreed to like. Mm-hmm. I think it was a three-game deal because we were playing them. When we had Shea, we opened the season with them, and we played, yeah, like three years in a row. I think they're mainly two-game deals, aren't they? Yeah, mate, two home ga- and aways? Yeah, two home and aways. Um, so I don't know yeah. if they have that with Ohio State, but then they have Duke after that. And a decent Louisville team. And then and uh, USC, too. Yeah. So, I mean, there is some tests, certainly. 
Um, <clears throat> once they get past that USC game, like let's say they're undefeated there, no, Sam Hartman will definitely be in the conversation. If they if they end I, up, they're not going to be undefeated there. You think so? You think they're passing through Ohio State? Oh, sorry. What, what team do you think they're losing oh, to? Ohio State's beating them. You think Ohio State's yeah. beating them? I think it'll be a fun game. I think that's going to be a great game. But yeah, I I don't. I'm curious to see how the Ohio State defense does against an actual offense. Right. That'll be the real question here, which I I think they'll do well. So about this game specifically, you're going to talk about um, some of the uh, the rushing there uh, later on, uh, but. What do you, what do you got to take out of with Brennan Armstrong, there, chunks? He's he's got to be more efficient. That's that's what it comes down to. And I mean, this is a talented Notre Dame team, and he hasn't seen much like that yet. But three interceptions, twenty two for forty seven. That's just never gonna get the job done. Yeah, I mean, Sam Hartman, four touchdowns, two eighty six yards. Like you said, racking up the the numbers there. And this was only on fifteen completions. Like that is some really good work out of out of Sam Hartman. They they have more big play potential than they usually have. I Notre Dame's tough, man. They could definitely. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a Notre I haven't seen a Notre Dame team like this with a quarterback. That's the and, thing. I mean, Brady Quinn, maybe. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, because like those those other teams, like with Ian Book and um, who else was Jimmy on the... Jimmy Clausen. <laughs> Um, they, yeah, they, like, Ian Book was okay, but he, that, Sam Hartman is certified, you know, that, almost like a, like a quad A player in the, uh, in like, um, yeah, in baseball, uh, where he's pr- probably not good enough for the NFL, but really, really, really good for college football. He's a college quarterback. When you have a proven guy that you can hand the ball to and be like, I know what I'm going to get out of this, which isn't that popular around the whole college football right now so it's which is crazy because it feels like he should have just been at notre dame the whole time yeah (laughs) yeah he kind of wasted some time at wake forest there uh i was trying to uh, do a uh segue of wasting time but i couldn't think of anything so let's move on to utah and baylor um i did waste my time watching this game a little bit um yeah, this this was a really interesting game. Um, mainly, uh, we're still waiting on Cam Rising. I know I yeah. said he was my uh, my dark horse uh, Heisman pick for the year, and I think once he comes in, this Utah team will be good. That being said, um, Nate Johnson, Nate Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah, um, was remarkable. Uh, I, I was watching when he officially came in and he had all the tools. Uh, he basically looked what Jeff Sims wants to be right now. Um, really quick, uh, was making all the right passes. The, the one thing with me that I need to see quarterbacks do, and it's like the Tom Brady of it all, get that 10 to 12 yard pass consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you'll, you'll make everything work. Uh, this this was an interesting way to end the game, Jetson. Do you think that was pi? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I I very much do. That it sucks watching the game, finishing the game like that. Um, that was pretty much to the letter what I understand pi being. 
What about you guys? It's so crazy to me that that the so the 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 commentators were commending the uh, the refs, saying you know they let the boys play it out to, to the final whistle, sort of thing. But it's like if something is that blatant, you honestly have time to say that's pi guys. Like I've seen so many late flags thrown. Like if you need to take a second, yeah. take a second, just throw it. Yeah. I don't know. For yeah, me, with that being said, I mean that that puts the ball. I mean that's fifteen yards. Yeah, just yeah. fifteen. Yeah. Where does that even put the ball there? I mean, and they they have one play left, and I think their offense proved that they can't really do that. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, to me, this game was who wanted to lose it more. I thought I thought Utah was clearly the better team throughout this game. I mean, they they dominated uh, time of possession, and that's that's without Cam Rising. Like once they have Cam Rising and can open up the entire field, yeah. Because I'm t- I went back and watched the tape on this game. Everything Utah did was middle of the field. That's all they could unlock, yeah. and. They only yeah, yeah. they they're downhill runners. They they run straight up the gut. So when you have when you go against good rush defenses, mm-hmm. it's just not going to be there. So so yeah, that even when Nate Johnson came in, they were hitting that middle, but it was much quicker, yeah, um, and much more efficient. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's camerizing is is certainly missed uh, big time. That being said, if Nate Johnson started this game, I think it would have been a blowout. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I expected more out of Utah. Um, I do think they are a solid team. I, I, I think they'll still make noise in the back 12. Um, we're just waiting on their, on their savior. Yeah. Uh, I but, personally think that this was Baylor's game to lose. I mean, just looking for, at the win probability, even from play 65 to 155. Yeah. Baylor, Baylor was the more probable team to win. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Speaking of not great, let's let's go to the uh, the Hawkeyes and Cyclones. Um, we we kind of knew going into this one, it wouldn't be the the easiest game to watch. Uh, Chunks, what do you got for Iowa, Iowa State? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a football game in Iowa. What do you <laughs> what do you expect? But I this game was a grind, like. The refs just let them play this whole game. They were they were getting after. There was some a lot of missed PIs in this game, but Cade McNamara he he fits right in over at Iowa. I think <laughs> twelve for twenty two, one hundred twenty three yeah, yards. Iowa, yeah, there's an Iowa quarterback stat line right there. Very much so. And did did you guys see his press conferences this week, where he 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 just kept making like wrong turn of phrases and then he would just <laughs> giggle at himself and it's it's i don't know it's been rough with Cade this year being coming from michigan and he kind of hasn't been handling it so great especially on a iowa team that's uh, he's got to be real sad deep inside that he went from going to the playoff with michigan to being on this sad offense that is iowa but yeah. I don't know. I think what this game really came down to was Iowa was more efficient in the run game. So Cartavius Norton for Iowa State averaged 2.8 yards per carry on 21 attempts. Yuck. And Iowa and I don't even know how to say his name, Jazoon uh, Patterson, 8.6 yards per carry on 10 attempts and a touchdown. So 
just Iowa's way more efficient in the run game. Jason, yeah. More efficient in the run game, and that's what it came down to. And I think they're going to have to play this way throughout the year. Um, Kate, you you know with Kate that he's not going to be able to to hold everything himself. He's, he's also already a bit banged up. From yeah, what I'm hearing. So, and oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, have you guys have you guys been on uh, friends? You know how he has to average 25 points a game oh, to keep yeah, his yeah. job. Yeah, and they're not doing it right now. So. <laughs> A lot, a lot of people are watching out for that. They, they have a, a cupcake next week in Western Michigan, so they got to run it up. But then, Penn State, Michigan State, Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Northwest, Northwestern sucks. Yeah. The, the end of their season's pretty easy. Northwestern won last week. They did, but I mean, that was a dog shit team too. But come on. <laughs> Yeah, so it look for Iowa to run it up this UTEP. week, though. UTEP, not good. Yeah. Did you see, uh, I believe Donald Trump was at this game. Yes. And they, they flew, like, a plane with a banner, and it says, like, where's Melania or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, I think Trump thinks that Joe Biden did it or something. <laughs> I saw that G-Fed was trying to get with the... It was Trump there. That was weird. That's enough about Iowa. That, that <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's way too ugly. much. Do we want to move to uh, UNC F State? Sure. Mainly because how, how are these games every year between those two so crazy? I I want Drake May to take control and be the guy, <laughs> but man, th- this one it was a fun game, man. Overtime. Drake May is screaming. Will Levis, Mr. Trubisky, like yeah. big time. Even though what Drake Mays played way more. Like, all right. So the thing with Drake May is he doesn't have downs anymore. The downs caught I don't know forty percent of his balls last year, and like right. all of his third down stuff. Yeah, he no, doesn't he, have him anymore. He's definitely struggling with weapons, but the. Yeah. The running back for UNC looked the best. Omarion Hampton, twenty six attempts, two hundred and thirty four yeah. yards, three touchdowns. That he's the reason they won that game. Oh, for sure. But a- App State's um, got some fun State. guys. Dude, App State. I I was kind of down on App State this year. Everybody kind of was saying that they're not bad, dude. No, they they're hanging around. They always put it together. They. I don't know what it is, but I, we're Michigan fans, so obviously it hurts to even say Upstate. But they they're a big game team, man. They always are, and they always get up for it. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah, man. Yeah. So the, this was the same last year as what was it, sixty two, sixty one, or something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what makes it crazy. I would love if uh, in conference realignment if we can get Upstate. To play UNC every single year, um, uh, sign me up for it. Just a random, fun little game. Um, speaking of a random, fun little game, uh, Oregon Texas Tech, which seems like like a like a 2015 Holiday Bowl or something like that. Um, this was wild. Um, this was yeah. super super fun and went down way to the end. Uh, Chunks, what do you got on this game? 
This, like, when I think college football, this was such a college football game, man. It was fun. Explosive plays everywhere. Not a lot of great tackles. Um, Oregon made less mistakes. Dude, Tyler Show, he was crazy, man. He was doing everything out there. The, The difference was those late picks that lost it for him. But, man, 282 yards, three touchdowns through the air. 101 yards rushing it, one touchdown on the ground. He was everything for Texas Tech. It just wasn't quite enough. And Bo Nix has looked good this year. 32 for 44, 359 yards, two touchdowns. So Oregon might have a little something going for him. Yeah, this was such a fun one to go into after the uh, Texas-Alabama game. Like, yeah. It was just fun to ride that high of, of a competitive game into this one. Um yeah, Bo Nix is, is, is well in the conversation for Heisman. Um, we'll, we'll obviously see the tests coming up, but yeah. this was a, this was a tight game that uh, Texas Tech, I don't know how they're going to be the rest of the year. Um, you know, losing that double overtime to Wyoming um, in this tight game. Like, they're playing tight games. They've played better than their record for sure. Um, they got they got good old Tarleton this weekend, Tarleton State. So we'll see we'll see what happens. It could be another close game. Who knows? Maybe maybe uh, they love it. Maybe bet Tarleton to cover. <laughs> you know who knows? Jesse, did you see this game at all? Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw definitely a little bit of this game. I mean, Onex does rock, but I I still have to see a full season out of him before I'm gonna yeah ride that train, man. But man, he's been playing college football for so long, and he's had some pretty awesome moments. So, look forward to seeing some more of that. All right, why don't we move on to uh, our suds and duds of the week uh, so far? So, Jensen, you got a couple studs for us. Go ahead. I think the stud of the week, like at all, is Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah. And I know, I know a lot of people say, like, Quinn Ewers and stuff, um, which would be probably correct, too. But this dude went off on Texas A&M. Yeah, he, I mean, he did everything for them. Tied the school record in touchdowns. Well, for one game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely didn't believe in this dude. Like, I, I, probably, I said it last week. I, I still don't think that I do believe in him. He wasn't great the first but, um it was kind of slow to start in this week too, but man, I don't know if you watched any of this, but yeah, no, it was a fun game. Played pretty physical too. Like yards after catch was a big thing. Because For sure, they were, the receivers were hitting the back, the defensive backs pretty much. Um, but his offensive line is pretty is okay, and then the defense kind of got him a lot of really good field position too. So that is one of the reasons for some of the touchdowns, but I mean he played his balls off. There's a there's a good shot that Miami can shoot up in these rankings a little bit. I oh, mean, I wouldn't doubt it. They they have a they don't have much until North Carolina in October in the middle of October and with the way North Carolina's been playing, who knows what could happen there. Well especially with a legacy program like yeah. like Miami. And then and then they go yeah, then they have Clemson at home, and so that that's, oh they get Clemson at home yeah so that that's 
That'll be interesting. Back and then obviously uh, November 11th for the Miami Florida State game as well. Yeah, they're going to get trounced there. Yeah. yeah. It's always a fun game. Probably. But the Miami defense is better than I thought it was going to be. No, they far. are. Yeah. And I think the I think the play call is more um I, I think it's more creative than it's been in a while too. Yeah. They had all sorts of little screens and No, and it was it was fun watching them. Tyler, he was electric, man. It's fun watching them hit big plays. Those plays, yeah, the, they they showed a bu- like that pass kept on coming up on every single game that you'd watch. Like there was a, a game day break in basically, yeah. um, on that one pass. Um, but yeah, when when that Miami Florida State game comes, I wouldn't doubt it's a top ten matchup. It, it could be. I mean, there's they still have a couple tests before that, but they very well could be. Who else you got for your studs? Then? Yeah, yes. I, I might, I might doubt it. I might doubt a top ten matchup, but um, top fifteen maybe. Depends. Depends how much the Pac-12 beats up on each other. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. True. Um, so for my second stud of the week, I got to go with Audric Estebe. Yeah. Dude. All right. So they call him Baby Bus. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Yeah, so he actually dropped some fat and gained some muscle this year. I guess he stopped eating canes. <laughs> that's all he really did. I, I have you guys ever had canes? So I um, in there's one in Philly. I almost went to it. Uh, I didn't end up going. Um, I don't know. I've heard the chicken is horrible, but I've heard the sauce is fantastic. I'm a sauce boy. <laughs> Clip it. Yeah, sauce I'm boy. A sauce here. boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I've heard. But yeah, not anyways, good I mean, I guess all he really did was focus on explosiveness. Mm-hmm. So like, he didn't worry about how much weight was on the bar, like for benches and yeah, and squats. He worried about how fast he could put it up. Well, so which is kind of interesting. So all of these, that's a been a revolution in college football. What they do is they focus yeah. on your power output, basically when you're lifting. So in every, yeah, it's pretty standardized across the nation now. But every uh, gym for college football and each squat rack, or uh, they just have these rows and rows and racks, and they all have iPads in the corner that tell you your measure your power output on each of these lifts you're doing. It's crazy. It's wild to watch. But yeah, they're all about explosiveness. That's. That's all they care about, especially yeah. with these running backs. That's why you see so many videos of like Saquon hand cleaning four hundred pounds or shit like that. So it's cool mm-hmm. to watch. Well, I just want to talk about that eighty yard play. He is he is too big to be that fast. Like he he torched those dudes. And he, he ran for nine point five seven yards per carry. Yeah. So that's pretty good. But yeah. anyways, my my dud of the week. Uh, Tanner Mordecai. Yeah. He, he stinks, man. And, and he went into Washington State and, and lost as a top 20 team. Um, his QBR is 37.1 through two games. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be like a significant upgrade from Graham Mertz. But he's not. He's the, I mean, Graham Mertz has a better QBR than him at 40.1. <laughs> I mean, that's nothing to brag about, but... Yeah. Tanner Mordecai. I mean, when are you going to show up, bro? Yeah. Are, how worried are we? Because I, li- I like when Wisconsin's good. 
How worried are we about Wisconsin? Yeah, I mean, they don't have a, um, like a great running back like they I, normally do. Yeah. Like, that's when Wisconsin's good. Like, you could give a shit about who is the quarterback there. Um, I don't, I I don't mean, think Think that, about the Big, big Ten West. The Big Ten West, uh, Illinois down. Um, Purdue's down. Uh, Iowa's the best one. Yeah, and they're like kind of down. They're they're weird. I'm sprinkling money line on Georgia Southern this week against Wisconsin. Nineteen and a half point favorites. What do we Wisconsin. got for a spread? Nineteen and a half, Wisconsin. Ooh, I'm definitely is that the ta- of the week. I'm definitely taking the spread. I'll tell you that much right now. Give me GA and the points. All right, let's move on to my studs and duds of the week. I have a couple um, outside the box. I know Jensen wants me to take Quinn Ewers. I loved Quinn Ewers this week. I thought he was fantastic. Um, But first off, I'm going to go to Jensen's favorite team, uh, the Hilltoppers out of Western Kentucky. Austin Reed had an absolute Boy. game. Um, super excited for that team. Um, Fifty-two to twenty-two was the was the win there. Um, Twenty-seven for thirty-three, so super efficient. Two hundred fifty-three yards and four touchdowns. Um, Austin Reed is the real deal uh, for those guys. Um, I really hope that uh, he can show up this week. Um, I yeah, he's gonna be my stud this coming week. Uh, next next show, he's my stud. Calling it, or calling it. Stud. If if they could possibly get through Ohio State, it's not going to happen. But if they could possibly get through Ohio State, they would be obviously ranked and um, on a interesting trajectory to uh, a New York Six. Uh, Was it a New Year's Eve Six Bowl? Because they are a very, very, very good team. Um, my second of of the day of the weekend is um, a guy that I'm I'm so excited about. He showed up in week one for Texas, and he showed out again this week um, without a touchdown. That being said, but five catches for 114 yards, set up so many plays. Jatavian Sanders. Um, a tight end who is 100% a wide receiver. Um, 6'4", 243. Like, that dude is built like Megatron. Um, he is so much fun. Um, I think that uh, he's going to be a key tool for Quinn Ewer's offense. Um, just setting up so many plays uh, for, for touchdowns uh, by Adonai uh, Mitchell. Um the, the worthy one was on its own, but uh, really, really happy to see just the whole stable of, uh, of receivers doing good for Texas. Um, and my dud for the week, and I, and I feel kind of bad doing this because, like, he <laughs> never really was supposed to be in it in the first place, but Bryson Barnes for Utah um, just was one of the most inefficient and boring lines that I've ever seen out of out of a quarterback there with six for 19 and 71 yards and a, and a pick. Um, his QBR was 8.9. Like the dude was absolute trash. Um, thank God that they switched it up to Nate Johnson, um, who completely took over the game. 
I'll tell you this. I had a, uh, it's, it's the old better story, man. Down to, uh, <laughs> I thought that I had six and a half on this game. So I was pumped. Oh, man, I was so excited. Come to look back, I actually had seven and a half. So that uh, rough. broke my heart, completely broke my heart. But uh, I, uh, you know, could have, should have, would have. But, uh, yeah, Bryson Barnes is my dead of the week. So my start of the week, and th- this is easy for me. It's a homer pick, but Mason Graham for Michigan. PFF's highest oh, high, yeah. highest graded defensive player of the week. He had six tackles, one sack, a forced fumble, and he was everywhere. And I, I people have been like bored with Michigan so far, just because there's nothing that you can really point to. Yeah, this it's not a terrible UNLV team though. Like Michigan is uber efficient right mm-hmm. now, and that's all you can ask for in these games. People have been saying they haven't been putting the foot on the gas, but why would they? They're yeah. not they're playing for a championship, which is I I like how it's been going. So that's that's my Yeah, now that we don't have the BCS where you have to put up all those crazy points yeah. in order to get in, yeah, you're going to you're going to tone down a little bit. Yeah. And then my dud of the week and this easily the biggest dud of the week is Mel Tucker. Um what (laughs) so i i've met brenda tracy before which is the okay girl though she goes around to college campuses and talks about surviving rape and why these like she talks to these football players about this exact situation why the hell would mel tucker try to do anything involving Brenda Tracy. It it doesn't make any sense to me how he put himself in this situation. I I'm not saying like I'm not even gonna say anything about what actually went down, but there is zero reason he should have ever gotten this situation in the first place. It's it's idiotic by him. He is a psychopath for allowing any of this. So Michigan State's in deep shit. They've there's clearly a illness in their athletic department for them to keep having this type of situation happen. So they're gonna have an interesting opening and I, I have no clue who they're really gonna be looking at to fill that job, but that's gonna be a storyline throughout the season is it's a down year for them. He got paid off of they have a lot of money. He got paid off of one good year. So we'll see well, how attractive. Twenty twenty three has been yeah. the year of like hey. mis- misinformation. Like, like it came out that he got fired, and then an hour later, it's like, oh, it's just suspension. Yeah. Like, wh- where are we getting this from? You know, why why are things so quick? Like it, with the Carlos Correa earlier, and yeah. uh, and even though Mike Williams did end up dying, it was like later than well, it was yeah, because you get that initial <laughs> reaction, but then. Now we have to go through this whole investigation scenario. Yeah. When And then they went out and said, yeah, he's suspended, but with the intent to fire. Just, yeah, he's yeah, fired. Yeah, that's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. We're just handling things weird, man. I don't, I don't like it. But Yeah, that was, that was a really weird situation, and, and it's not going to go any, away anytime soon for, for Michigan State at all. Let's look ahead to uh, the week three parlay. Um, we'll, we'll get everything closed out with this. Uh, look at the week ahead. Uh, this Saturday, actually, uh, if anybody's listening, come on down to the 
Soda Center Ribfest. Uh, it's always an absolute blast. How, how long have we been doing this, Jensen? Like eight years, maybe? A decade, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was, I, wait, I no. Was so. the first time that we did it, was that right after the girls were born? I'm pretty no, sure. No, it was before that, wasn't it? I, I remember. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I think, yeah. So this has probably been seven years that we've been doing this. So, yeah, come on out to the uh, Soda Center Rib Fest. It's always an absolute blast. Um, and we're going to try to get some uh, college football set up there. But, yeah, let's go ahead and... Uh, Talk about week three. We we got USC's off this week, um, and the, the tw- top twenty five, it's it's not looking too good. So so what what do we got? There are no matchups between top twenty five opponents at all this week. Yeah, it's it's so, a rough week. It's twenty four games. It's twenty four games, but and only four of the top twenty four games. There only of the four only four of. 24 games, including top 25 teams, have a single-digit spread. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's insane. So, I guess, yeah, it's time to get real dirty with these uh, parlay picks. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to – I might save that one for last, but here we go. Western Michigan plus 28.5 at Iowa. Um. What about Iowa has made you think that they're going to score That's at least so 29 crazy. points to win this game? I, I'm telling you, people <laughs> are relying on that Brian Friends needs the points. They're, they're factoring that in too much of this spread. Cause, yeah, where is Iowa capable of doing this? I, I don't see it either. Well, not, not to mention a, uh, already banged up Cade McNamara. Yeah. Because um, I don't even know who goes in after him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, um, I like that pick. I agree with that. This pick could could uh definitely not go either way. I I totally believe in Western Kentucky. My Hilltoppers. Um, plus twenty nine points. We're we're Conference Ohio USA State. fans this year, man. We're 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 riding yeah. for Western Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, neither team has played anybody, so this will be kind of be a good test for both teams. Yeah. Um, they Western Kentucky hasn't turned the ball over yet at all. That's big. So, I mean, they're 2-0. and Yeah, and if they can continue um, that 29 points without – you're going to need substantial turnovers for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ohio State – I mean, odds are Ohio State will probably – probably get them to turn the ball over once or twice but mm-hmm. I don't know he he's taking care of the ball pretty well yeah but uh, pick number three I'm going to go with Florida State given 26 points at Boston College ride the hot hand man like Chunk, you said it last week Boston College stinks they're awful yeah alright Let's let's talk about that too, because that pissed me off. With, I mean, every, we've been seeing it in every sport. Baseball's been crazy affected by it. This goddamn hurricane, lightning everywhere, and college football couldn't handle it this week. Every game was delayed. Every game was delayed. It was so annoying. But 
Holy Cross loses twenty-eight to thirty-one against Boston College, and that that was my sprinkle some money. I hope you guys about the spread, and not just a little bit on the money line. But yeah, yeah, they Holy Cross was about to go on a drive. They had just gotten the ball with like a minute fifty-eight left, and then they delayed the game right there, and then it took away all their mojo, and they ended up the score didn't change, but. Man, they almost had it, yeah. dude. But yeah, this this Boston College team is is not great, man. And this Florida State yeah. team and is fantastic. Yeah, and they they there's a lot of there's some traffic in the Heisman race. I know it's early in the season, but Jordan Travis is trying to get those stats up, man. He, yeah. he kind of had like a underwhelming stats week last week. It was still a good week, but like yeah, stats wise, it was. Was a little lesser, so we'll see he, what he does this week. And he also, Keon Coleman, I think, has been the most impressive wide receiver in the nation so far yeah. this year. Do you feel there's more traffic than there really has been in a long time? For the Heisman? Yeah, I feel like the, yeah. it definitely is. It's. I feel like yeah. this is one of the first years, I mean, we've all known it for a long time, but everyone is blatantly admitting this is a quarterback award. Yeah. And it it has been a quarterback award, but now we're just like, yeah, you have to be a quarterback to win the Heisman. And yeah. I, I, I sent this to our group text earlier, but of the, I saw a list of the top 10 Heisman odds. Every single player in there, they're all quarterbacks, but only J.J. McCarthy and Drew uh Eller were not transfers yeah so we're in a new era because it's all transfer quarterbacks who've been around for a while these are the people that can win the heisman it's 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 different this year man and it's only going to get more different next year with all the conference stuff but we we've just accepted that this is a quarterback award Mm -hmm. so that's what gives it so much traffic because there's not enough stats going right now um and there have there haven't been too many massive uh, early season games. Yeah. You know, there was there was the LSU Florida State and then the Texas Alabama. Yeah, but my my fear is that Caleb Williams set the precedent last year that he doesn't even have to be a playoff team mm-hmm. to go win the Heisman because he's he's going to have the stats again. So, I, but I think this year. Like Sam Hartman was never going to win anything on a Wake Forest team, but Sam Hartman on a Notre Dame team. That's but, another situation. Yeah, yeah, it could be. Quinn Ewer is doing what he does. Um, I think at the end of the day, you're going to have eight to ten quarterbacks. It all comes down to how much winning is going to matter, you know, and mm-hmm. if it's not just exactly like Car- Carson Beck hasn't even done anything yet. Right, we don't know what he does, mm-hmm. and. You know? Yeah, he w- he won't have the stats at the end of the year, but he could have the resume. You know? I mean, he he could he could show up big in the next game, um, which I'm going to put on my my parlay. Okay, I'm going ha- to have South Carolina. I I love that pick. Twenty seven and a half points at Georgia. That's big. I love that Ge- pick. Georgia Georgia is a is not a good cover team, like against the spread. They, yeah. they're not that good. And Spen- um, Spencer Rattler, man, he he's been fun to watch this season. Well, he he won this. Type, he like not only covered the spread 
on games kind of like this last year, like mm-hmm. the Tennessee game and uh, what was the other game? Uh, I can't think of it right now, but he he plays well in this type of game. Yeah. So, uh, UNC. Yeah, uh, right. He's he's definitely forgotten, and he's for for good reason. I mean, he's not always good. Well, but he's, when he's good, he's great. He's another one of those guys that has more experience than most, so he's a, his game's a little more polished, and I think he's playing the best I've seen him play because oh, I, I didn't think much of him at Oklahoma when everyone was so high on him, um, and I think that's why he transferred. But he, he's having a bit of a resurgence this year. Yeah. Yeah, I could, um, I could see – I don't see South Carolina winning this game. No, but def- I could see not. it being within two scores. Yeah, no, definitely. And Georgia needs to get that running game going. Like I, they they haven't showed that they quite have that down this, yet this year. They they need to start ramping up for when they have these real tests because people are going to start coming at the king and they. They've been a little bit like the top two teams, Michigan and Georgia, have been like that. They haven't shown their hand yet, which mm-hmm. is smart. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to in the way it's well, set and up also, nowadays. I mean, if if things keep going the way that they are, with the SEC losing all these uh, Power Five um, non-conference games, mm-hmm. there's a chance. It's not going to happen, but there's a chance that the SEC gets left out this year. Uh, yeah, there's there is there's always that chance when it when the margins are so thin and if the Pac-12 is does have someone come out yeah, strong. Yeah, if, if the Pac-12 if, has two undefeated going into yeah, the championship, championship and then which will be tough cuz I think a lot of them the do ACC play each other. is the one that the ACC is the one that's beating up the SEC. Yes. I mean between the LSU game and in the the Miami game, mm-hmm. yeah, in yeah. the Alabama Alabama game is Big Twelve, but no, I I think you're right that that's a very real possibility. It doesn't like feel like it could be real, but with the Big Ten possibly getting two teams, because mm-hmm. they could very easily get two teams, and then you could have an ACC team, and you can have a Pac-12 team. It's it's definitely a real possibility. Well, yeah, there's no there's no it's it's a non-zero chance that it's Florida State Texas. Michigan and USC, like or, that's that's not unreachable. Or Ohio State or Penn State. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I I like that pick, South Carolina plus twenty seven and a half. Mm-hmm. And then I'll conclude with easily the lock, Washington, given sixteen points at Michigan State. Michigan State's in shambles. They were already a bad team, and now they don't have a coach. Um, Washington's offense is too spread out for these guys. Yeah, I think Washington beat them by forty. Yeah, no, I and that's another guy that is being slept on as well. I think he's looked oh, awesome, Michael Penix. He, I don't, I don't know what it is. People again have so much against him, maybe because Caleb Williams is in the Pac-12, but. He's been awesome, man. Washington's fun to watch, and they move the ball around, and they make big plays. So, yeah, I I could definitely see Washington just 
shooting the lights out on Michigan State. Give me, give me the Washington team over on this game too. Um, personally, myself, I, uh, I don't even care what it is. I'm gonna try to look it up right now while we, uh, while we talk about things. But yeah, they're they're gonna smoke this Michigan State team with obviously with everything going on. But even before that, this this Washington team is hands down better than anything Michigan State has put out in the past couple of years. Yeah, you got to wonder how they'll handle it because sometimes it like it can bring a team together. Well, it can be kind of freeing, like fuck it, we ball type of deal. But I, this Washington yeah. team's yeah. too explosive. So the over. Yeah, I for- mean, this this was a game last year when we really found out that Michigan State was as bad as they were. Yeah. Um, when they went into Washington. Right. As as favorites, and they got absolutely stopped. The Washington um, over is thirty six and a half. I'm taking that all day. Oh long. yeah, yeah, I like that too. Oh man, yeah, that's an easy take. I don't think I don't think there's anything under forty for them. I, I'm getting like fifty two, seventeen vibes. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Any other uh, any other highlights that uh, I know? This, like we said before, this is going to be a tough, tough weekend. Um, uh, I do think there. There's a couple fun games. I'm not going to say they're good games, but like Purdue and Syracuse. Yeah. No, I'm excited for that one. Hudson Card's going to have fun Hudson in Card, Purdue, but he's not going to have fun in Syracuse. And Garrett Schrader's going to have fun. He keeps selling cars, man. Wait, was that the fun game last year? At Smoking yeah, yeah, it was. This, yeah, dude, that, that was a great was game. Awesome. It was like an onside kick and shit. Yeah. Yeah, Syracuse is minus two and a half there. I I like that. And that's at Purdue, right? Yes. Yeah, so I that'll be a fun little game to watch. And then the other one that is perennially a good game is West Virginia Pitt. Yeah. <clears throat> that's uh, – because last year you had that – uh that was an early, really early game with JT Daniels. Um, I had a lot of fun watching that game, so I'll, I'll be watching that game as well. One one thing I'm not understanding, and I'm gonna stay away from it because I don't, I haven't researched it enough. But why is this Kansas State Missouri game getting so close? What's the line at for that one? Kansas State is only only three and a half point favorites oh, at me, Missouri. Give me Kansas really? State all day. That is, is there an injury? I mean, they're both two and zero to start the year. Because if Will Howard is hurt, I don't think I don't he know. is. Not that I know of. Missouri beat a all, uh, all right MTSU game uh, team who obviously lost. Two games, but uh, against two SEC teams. This this Kansas State team's a little swept on. I'm gonna say it. Yeah, there's a couple lines now that I'm looking that are like Liberty is gonna stomp out Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Three and a, three and a half point favorites. Yeah, Buffalo's I'm not gonna put not that good. in my um in my parlay because they are not researched enough. I don't know the. Injury reports or anything, but they got God on their side. Something to keep an eye on. 
What do you think about Tennessee six and a half against Florida? This is a weird game for me too. I kind of like Florida in that. Um, this is one of Joe Milton's like first real test as a starter at any time. I mean, he's had he had like a couple minutes in an Ohio State Michigan game, but he he really hasn't had to do this yet. Be on a bigger game like this, and I don't. He is he's just not accurate, man. It's it's crazy, but he 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 has to hit guys deep for him to be effective, and he's not doing it. He's he's not an accurate guy. Because last year when they were beating people, they had Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hylett just running on people, man. Yeah, it's going deep down the field, and yeah. they they don't have that this year. Tennessee is not even close to the same offense they had last year. So, yeah, they're they're going to need a receiver to step up big time. Yeah, so I I think Florida could they could do something against Tennessee. I am surprised. Uh, it's not game, easy to go to the swamp and win, man. No, no. I'm surprised that game day is wasting their Colorado uh, pick this early. Um, <clears throat> fuck game day. <laughs> you would think that it would be that USC Colorado game in uh in September at uh, the end of September, but uh. Yeah, that, uh, people get lit for Colorado State, Colorado. Yeah, no, it's 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 Plus, a, Colorado's not going to. It's not a classic rivalry. Much longer, probably. True, true. Stephen Jackson, Colorado State. That sounds right. I could be way wrong. Um, I I think I remember him bustling through um, guys with that Rams helmet on. That might just be because he was a Ram. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my head. I'd be. Or, I'd be remiss Oregon if we didn't State. talk about New Mexico Oregon State, State New Mexico. Okay, okay. You would be remiss. Let's, let's talk New about Mexico it. is going to blow out New Mexico State. <laughs> Give me the Lobos by... Los Alamos, baby. All right. Um, so, I think I think uh, I think we've covered everything with <laughs> with the slate this week. We're trying to give you guys some love. We're trying to give you some some good things to watch. It it's college football. Let's just let's just have fun with it. They they might be blowout games. They might just be uh, just weird games. Um, but hey, let's take this week to uh, to analyze and see what we've got. Hopefully, we'll learn a little bit more. Maybe we'll get a. a a Boston College upset of Florida State? No, zero chance. <laughs> um, you guys have anything else that we want to close up for today? Good for me. Um, yeah, so, uh, if you're listening to this, um, hope to see you out at the uh, at the Smoke Out the Center. Um, always a blast. Uh, we'll be back again next week uh, to cover everything week three in uh, college football. And get get going on uh, the quarter of the way through the season. This has been Saturday Smoke. Oh.